Well, Brent is gay, and Caitlin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay, and Festus is gay. It's Homo Superior. Hey, everybody. Special extra issue. We're talking about the Eternals. I'm Kalen. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm the deviant Brent Wingate. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and boy, do we have an extra issue for you. The Eternals are here. I don't know what I'm talking about. And I just realized I fucked up. It's not the Eternals. It's just Eternals. Uh, Eternals. I tried really hard writing this out that I was like, oh, we say Eternals. I Eternals wanted to talk about us. slaughtering Brent because he's a deviant, but I didn't get a <laughs> yeah. chance to. Mm. Is that why you don't intervene in anything else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, still, yeah, yeah. you got your chance, though. We'll be talking about that later. <laughs> well, so kick back, relax. We're going to give you a quick description of the plot. Our short description, which is no spoilers, is the MCU will never be the same again with the addition of the Eternals, Deviants, and Celestials. Spanning multiple millennia, we discover the mysterious origin of our titular heroes, as well as events leading up to their attempt to stop a cataclysmic event taking place in the present. I don't know why I'd have to say this, but if you clicked on this episode, spoilers are coming, so please stop it. Go see the movie. Have a blast with your friends. Have a finger blast with your friends, I guess, if they're your no. real good friends. Yeah, no. you know what? Just support just it. finger blast. Yeah, yeah. Just a little finger, finger blast. Someone in the <laughs> hey, <laughs> shut up, Deviant. Just finger blast yourself in front of your friends. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey. Particularly while the movie's going on. Essentially, finger blast your friends. And avoid spoilers. <laughs> and then come back and listen to our longer, uh, but hopefully still short, recap. So, Eternals mainly focuses on the trials and tribulations of an ancient race of human-like beings who were sent to Earth in 5000 BC to exterminate the Deviants, apex predators of apex predators that quickly became too powerful. Both groups were sent by Arashem, a cosmic being knowing as a celestial. Did you get all that? Anyway, we catch up with the Fractured Chosen family in present day, where it turns out that they were wrong about having thought they killed all deviants on Earth in the 1500s. Over the two and a half hour running time, we then spend most of it getting the gang back together and solving the mystery of who killed Ajak, the lead Eternal, and why the deviants, particularly the power-stealing Kroll, Crow, crow are <laughs> once again uh, and a surprise third act twist. It was not the deviants leading the charge towards annihilation, but the celestials themselves sent to Earth to further colonize and advance human, human civilization just so a celestial named Tiamat could be born and eat them, a.k.a. the Emergence. The Eternals find, out, find themselves split on how to solve the problem. Following a massive heel turn by everyone's fifth favorite Superman stand-in, a battle royale the likes of which Snyder cuts are usually made of ensues. The movie ends with Cersei, now lead heroine, and her pro-human eternal team successful and the deviants officially defeated tiamat back on ice and a whole slew of potential new plot lines for both the eternals along with cosmic and magic based mcu storylines i don't know why you uh said this was spoilers you could get all this from the opening prologue yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and icarus was that fifth favorite superman yeah well there you go that is a pretty big spoiler from the uh, he was my movie. favorite superman i'll just say that it was funny because I originally wrote it out with everyone's name, and I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm going to be able to introduce this many people while keeping this short. Yeah, is Chloe that, Zowie could do it. Why can't you? Is that you? what the MCU thought, too? <laughs> <laughs> well, so great kickoff. In 20 words or less, what's your overall impression? Brent, you seem to have some thoughts. Let's start with you. I think it's a, a fine, fun movie that's visually stunning and p- pokes at a lot of the problems that people have, or a lot of the... It highlights a lot of the problems that people have mm. with MCU movies as fans. That was in 20 That was something else. <laughs> that uh, was 19 and a half. That's I'll call good. it pretty close. Yeah. I like, think? first and foremost, that you chose 20 words because that's how many 
people were introduced in this film. <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciate that. Um, what I'll say is a fun film. Lots of people. Wow. Good third act, I kind of think. <laughs> well done. That you know, That's called efficiency. I like that. Yeah. So I felt like I, I went in with low expectations for this movie because the earlier reviews were very middling. And that's 20, Clark. What do you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That was only 14. Uh, What struck me is the movie, it's... Quick, Clark, how many toothpicks are on the ground? It is a very humanist movie. Probably Mm -hmm. the most humanist, I think, of any of the MCU films with, like, the whole idea of, like, having to, like, save humanity from a god that doesn't actually care about them. They just care about what's next. And I really kind of enjoy themes like that and stories like that. I liked it. Okay. That's, you have 17 more words. <laughs> well, you don't need to use them all. You don't need to add more things. <laughs> or less is the... Much like Zal. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So, and you know, I, I'll try to pop in my opinion where I... I also liked it. I think I agree with a lot of the uh, feelings that you all had. Any, any less words you want to... We're going to go much deeper on Synergy. that. Synergy. Let's so really combine the powers of the Eternals. Um, mm-hmm. No. How did the overall Eternal story work in terms of framing the MCU overall? There was a lot of conversation around non-aggression unless deviants are evolved. We can't get involved in human affairs. Very time travel-esque kind of stuff as well in terms of like you can't affect things that you're not supposed to. What do you think about that? How did I, that work? I think a lot of people are shitting on them. They're like, well, if Thanos did uh, snap half the people in the world, wouldn't you be involved because you need to make a certain number of people? Like you could, you could go down that route a lot. Um, I think j- them just not intervening is okay. Hawkeye didn't intervene sometimes. <laughs> Kingo didn't intervene at the end of this movie. Like, it's just, I think that's okay for them not to, just because they are these superpowered beings doesn't mean that they have to do this, honestly. And I know they're three weird missions that they have or whatever. Yeah. Well, it felt very, very much like Uatu, like uh, mm. the Watcher in What If. It's like he just observes, he can't really intervene, all these various multiverses. They're out there. And the fact that you brought up Thanos was actually the reason why it clicked with me when uh, Ajax is talking to um, uh, Icarus in that flashback, the six days ago flashback before he kills her, was like she changed her mind because of the snap, because of the the decimation, I guess is what they're calling the MCU. Mm-hmm. It's like, like the emergence was uh, delayed yeah. because of the snap. And the fact that humans were able to figure it out and change it, like that changed her mind. And I was like, this clicked with me so well. Yeah. Do we think Mm-mm. slash do we know to slash does he know that Thanos was an internal? Do they know that? I don't think they know that because I think when we got the uh, the first uh, post credit sequence when Eros Star Fox is introduced, mm-hmm. he talks about how Thanos was um, his yeah. brother and was also yeah. an eternal. They don't know who the other eternals are. I they know. only know. The twenty that are create that were introduced yeah they in this thought movie. they were kind of only the only ones that existed right yeah well, the they knew, well at, not at that point by the end they didn't know that but well, I right. didn't quite know yeah I'm, um I mean they I, we're gonna get into my thought process later but <laughs> I mean why I, I agreed with them not interfering it made sense that they weren't like they they know where it's it, Star Trek they know where human Prime civilization yeah. should be going yeah. Even if it involves lots of killing, it's going to get to this place where, you know, well, they don't know it, but they're going to get some fucked up 
Well, they also built Inside a ton of, of shit building monster. for them. Like Fastos was like, oh, we can give them this. Oh, wait, that's too advanced. But we can't do it fast we'll do enough. We yeah, can't exactly. do it too fast enough. <laughs> uh, they, like they can do it in order to like just help with their mind or help with yeah. thought processes, but not actually be like, I'll save you from being shot in the face. Teach them. Yeah, right. I don't, they were teaching men to fish, but also avoiding them from getting, sh- not avoiding them from getting shot in the face. Well, not being eaten by sharks. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I, <clears throat> I like Promethean stories. And this very much fits in that camp with the non-interact principle outside of the deviance. But I think that if we just looked at recent human history, the reason, the justification for not interacting is that they've got to grow and develop on their own so that they create enough sentient life to feed this celestial. But how many times were we accidentally at the brink of nuclear war and completely destroying the planet ourselves uh, because of our own, our stupidity and follies. Well, Fastos actually addressed that because, like, I mean, one of his flashback scenes was in Hiroshima in 1945. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is where he, like, completely just got, went away from humanity until mm-hmm. he met his husband, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. It's a bold move to go to Hiroshima. <laughs> I, was like, I mean, it's a bold move to get a husband. <laughs> yeah. Well, also that. I, like TripAdvisor doesn't advise <laughs> it, that. especially in the mid 40s. But the whole thing was like how he explained that like the reason why they didn't, they were told not to intervene is because warfare leads to more advances, yes. which leads to advances in science wow. and medicine which grows the population. So the population actually grows as a result of the advances that happen through warfare. I don't want to get too economic history, but um, I mean, our... our, And that noise says you won't. (laughs) And that's our buzzer. Thank you so much for joining the intern. I don't think that the listener could hear that noise. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) our history isn't defined by technological change. That is not what advanced us to be able to grow our population uh if it were then we like the industrial revolution would have been made in a time of war we would have separated from if there are so many other points in history where war has been the defining moment for a generation of people and they didn't advance and develop their populations in the way that we have. To be clear, the instruction manual that the Celestials left behind also made no fucking sense in the first place because they were like... It was in French, first Well, of yeah, all. it was like, we finished... All right, d- deviants are dead in 1500. Now what do we do? And they're like, I don't fucking know. But I, like, I, I, I think it's okay. It's, it's, they did enough covering it up for it to not be bad. To me, it seems like if you're a Celestial, you should just be sending your Eternals to go find Infinity Stones. Like... What, if that's your goal, uh, just duplicate the number of people who have a soul. Oh, yeah, because if you had all those stones, couldn't you just be like, I want more Eternals. Give me more. Can you people. double those Eternals? Give Snap. Me, yeah. yeah. Ro- or give me a lucky seven. <laughs> How do we not know that the Eternals made so that the uh, mutually assured destruction occurred instead of just someone blowing someone else up? What if Druig like, made sure that both of them knew that fact so they wouldn't kill each other? Hmm. Oh, I'm just making I'm just making excuses right now, but that's yeah, it, it did seem, I love it though. Yeah. It did seem like it was very prime directive s like Star Trek until it didn't have to be. But they were like, you can make choices that will every choice you make has to advance human population, whether it's war, or this or that. But what you can't do is change the sort of fate that people are supposed yeah, to go through. I, I think I'm fine buying into it being a, a prime directive thinking like rather than. Uh, three laws of robotics type thing, yes. which is the way that it sounded like they were. Make more humans. <laughs> protect this land. Yeah. 
high five each other. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, kind of changing topics. One of the initially noticeable and positive features about the movie related relative to the M- other MCU ventures is the diversity of the cast. You've got representation of BIPOC heroes, LGBTQIA plus heroes, body positivity heroes, as well as heroes with disabilities, including their own scenes, storylines, focused on their relationships, emotions, really allowing them to be three-dimensional instead of stereotypical. On top of that, we've also finally got Disney somewhat putting a foot down, uh, refusing to edit content for specific international audiences that would go on to ban the movie due to its uh, depiction of LGBTQIA plus families in many regards. We even had our first MCU sex scene, <laughs> and it surprisingly took 30 minutes to film is what I read. Uh, how do you and 30 think- 30 minutes to watch. watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's a short amount of time to film a sex it's scene, a I think. Is what they, said. they were just like, the lighting was great. Gemma and Richard were like, let's fucking do this. And they did it. Yeah. Uh, well, well they've back. supposedly known each other for years, so they didn't think it was weird. They were happy when the other one was cast. Even um, though they're both so attractive, like it was still a very sexless sex scene. I mean, one of them is gay, let's be honest. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, both of them. Yeah. Um, uh, she? No, she's not. I don't know. Uh, well, I, on that note of gay people... <laughs> No. How do you think the overall concept of the film enabled this progressive step from what has mostly been feet dragging for Marvel? Uh, go ahead, Brian. I think the reason they started seeing the reviews coming in and they were okay with doing what they needed to do. So them saying, oh, we really pushed the envelope with diversity, with this sex scene with some gay-ass shit, with all of, like, three humps in a sex scene. I counted them. Like, <laughs> we all... saw the top of boobs. Oh, did we? I need like to go back. Oh, yeah, the, I need to watch yeah, it for the third time. Yeah, right where they Because that the changes the rating, honestly. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, all of that, they played it safe by saying this was their passion, this special project, and they knew it probably wasn't going to do as well. Mm. So they purposely put out all these things to say like, oh, well, we tried, but you guys just didn't want diversity, which is fucked up, but we know that shit happened. So it was just a PR spin that they kind of did. So they were very much okay with leaning in on not showing, like just saying like, well, I guess you we're not going to have it over in this country. Because they wanted to play. It is ultimately playing it safe in a weird way, I really do think. Well, I, I'll i take the uh, kind of a different tack because for the longest time, I made the jokes on this podcast about how they were going to edit out like any reference mm. to Fastos and his husband, their roommates, their friends. <laughs> this is some random child that's living with them. They're he's he's their tenant. Sweep. Yeah, there you go. Uh and like the fact that they like showed that very like tender moment, like, you know, when Fastos is leaving with the rest of the Eternals. Like the audience that we saw it with, uh, like actually like cheered, which when is they great. Kissed. When yeah. they kissed, and it was really nice. Now, when they fisted, the audience was <laughs> much. No, they, no, they did the wave. They did I, the. F- I they, cried when yeah, I was saw like, that. It was like it was like a so 90s beautiful. sitcom. <laughs> oh, you're such jokesters. Uh, but uh, the like the fact that Disney isn't going to edit it out is actually a very that's a positive thing because yeah. I mean I like when we were talking about Loki, like I was like annoyed that like it was a blink and you miss it moment mm-hmm. about him being bisexual and i was like this is what marvel's gonna do they want it mm-hmm. both ways and the fact that like they're actually kind of leaning into it is a good step uh, there's some reasons why they need to go a little further that i'll get into but like i will give them credit for that <laughs> it, not the fisting you <laughs> piece of shit it does feel, elbow deep says Galen. <laughs> it does feel like it's likely to be a bell to be uh, it can't, a bell can't be unrung and so I do think that this, as much as this well is probably said. very well centralized, 
That's yeah. true. Yeah, no, it's right. Um, they, they did it, and now it's they're they're the first to do that shit. So I, I think it's a big deal. Well, and they're going to be held to now a higher standard if they try to backpedal into other properties where they remove stuff. I mean, out, it's I a think, bold hard. PR move until they do Young Avengers. If they don't do what they did with that with Young Avengers, then it was bullshit. Yes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm withholding it. Until no, that's. A good I think Young Avengers is three or four years away at least. So yeah. by that point, yeah. hopefully, we're like so far into it. It'll be after Avengers 2.0, like, dis- disassembles, and then they'll do Young sure. Avengers. Yeah. I mean, it feels, it's like one of those weird triumphs where it's like, yay, they finally did it, but it's just really, long. it took this long? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm fine with it. I mean, it took it's, me so long did, to accept gays myself. Can no. we talk about the sex scene? I know this I isn't on still. the agenda. but No, it's part what? of it's part uh, of the first. You're on a gay podcast, Clark. <laughs> it's yeah, weird scene. Uh, did they fuck in a desert? Is that where they fucked? They fucked on a Listen, beach. Listen, there's so many sandy bits going oh, on. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. Have <laughs> you read oh, Sex you, on a Beach? I haven't, but that Icarus seems like a Cersei? lot of work. No. Yeah. Oh, they were like in What other in sex Babylon. scene did they you like see? <laughs> and then they got married in like India, basically. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. They were somewhere where there was a lot of sand. Mm-hmm. And they're... Just Yeah, where they, well, they say a lot of sand. They were on Tatooine, is what I think. It gets everywhere. Starlight was there having a three-year-old. It's just very sandpapery. It's just... Yeah, and it's like abrasion. The last time you guys uh, were on a beach, but at some point, sand blows in directions, yeah. and it's basically impossible. I can't to wear avoid. contacts in the sand. I was shitting on it, <laughs> but, but, but I thought it was good. Still, <laughs> the sex scene. Yeah. Well, condoms would get it's all fine. fucked up in the sand. That'd be awful. It was fine. It, it was fine, fine enough. It, was it, fine. it would stick to the condom. I don't <laughs> even want to think about it. I don't think Eternals can get it's pregnant. Like glass. I yeah. I just meant more of a like the shredding that's going. Cutting on. us to topic a little bit more, and I think Ryan, you already maybe hit a little bit on this. Uh, do you all feel like there's any downside to having so much representation focused on a team that may not even get a sequel? You know what? Positive. <laughs> getting a sequel. Did you not see the post credit sequence? The Eternals yeah. will return. Or Eternals that's, will return. But that's what I'm saying. I don't. I it's. I worry about what they're gonna do with the. Like all the characters will probably show up and exist in some capacities, but it doesn't feel like this is a team they really want to keep seeing together. Not necessarily together. I think they're going to like break certain people up. And obviously, you had certain like obviously Gilgamesh, uh, Gilgamesh died, yeah. and you know Icarus is dead. Yeah. But like the rest of them are sort of split up, but they'll find ways to kind of bring them back together, either in a sequel or in other Marvel properties. And the reason why I like the diversity so much is it didn't feel. It didn't feel like tokenism to me. Mm-hmm. It felt very much like if the Eternals or the Celestials rather understand that this is what humanity looks like, then they have to find people that look like humanity. Mm-hmm. So various like, you know, either from Africa, Asia, yeah. Europe, whatever, like they did that. And like it felt very natural, like it made sense to me. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Just being a contrarian. Clark. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> that, that. There is some negative feedback of like, this is the first real diverse team that we've seen. in a lot. And sure, there's 25 characters. So yep. <laughs> if they didn't have diversity, that would look insane. Oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, it, it is. They're playing it safe in the way that they're taking risks, too. Like, it, like I talked about a little bit before, but like, but it's good. And like you said, once the bell is rung, then it has already been rung. Isn't that what you said? <laughs> For whom the bell tolls. Yeah, you're a fucking idiot when you listen to what I was saying. Uh, well, so on the flip side, one of the actual criticisms of the movie is that it's overstuffed but empty. 
Uh, do you think this assessment is fair? Do you think superhero audiences just don't go for Chloe Zhao's style? What I don't do you get think? why it's empty. Why is it empty? I, I think there's a, a lot shit ton of stuff that happens that's interesting. I think a lot of people have a very real problem with anything that's not moving at a lightning speed all the time. Um, I, one criticism I saw was people hated that there was like you know large scenic uh, establishing shots, or that there were characters who weren't. <laughs> who weren't talking at every second in time. <laughs> and I think that there is a certain kind of Rashomon element to it that aud- I think a lot of audiences, MCU fans in particular, just do not like whatsoever. And they consider it, you know, very boring. I think that there are certain parts of it that inherently conflict with, uh, you know, the MCU house style versus uh, Chloe Zhao's style that, you know, they're, it, it, she is trying to be as art, um, you know, individualist and artist about her creation, but still shoehorning it into this MCU thing is clearly, you know, it's it's hitting an edge that limits what her movie could have been. Because I think the character dynamics are great. I think that there's some stuff I might change a little bit about the way people interacted and some of the dialogue, but altogether, it seemed like this was a great way of introducing a lot of people who have a different family connection than the let's shit on each other style of guardians of the galaxy. Right. And you want to see them develop and interact further. So, um, I think it's fair to say that MCU movies in general have a third act problem. Not always, but I would say the majority of them do. First act is really great. Second act, you know, is like building action. Third act kind of falls flat. This movie had the opposite Mm -hmm. problem. Uh, first act is very exposition heavy Mm -hmm. and it's sometimes it's like, really kind of overwhelming to the point where like am i really invested second act when when you see icarus sprite and cersei uh interact with modern day uh kingo mm-hmm. is like when the movie starts picking up and then yeah. the third act i think is actually really well done mm-hmm. and so i think reviewers got like uh like that's why early reviews were so mm-hmm. middling is like they were all just basing on first act without like recalibrating their expectations for acts two and three but do they not? Did they only get to see the first act? No, no, no. I'm just saying, oh. like, because I think that's what happens sometimes. Is like, your like when your impression is like, well, the first act is whatever, and then like it just carries through. It's like first impression carries through I- whenever you meet somebody and you don't really particularly like them, and then like sometimes it's hard to like kind of come back from that. No, I'd I'd actually run along with that because I think if I hadn't seen the divisiveness of the early reviews and just kind of the back and forth of like what could happen my expectations were set to take in the entire movie before making any kind of judgment. And I agree with you a hundred percent that I was the first act. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. yeah when then, you got that screen crawl, I was like, Oh girl, <laughs> with, get me with out of times. This. New Roman font, just fucking like, I don't know, not even a goddamn, like give us a, a, a angled bent, like a star Wars thing. But, <laughs> but I do, I agree with you a hundred percent. The minute that Kingo came into play, up is exactly when the movie really started picking up its steam. The I, heist movie. Started. Yeah, exactly. Was like, what the fuck's happening? But I was, I, I started realizing really early. I was like, am I going to like this? I think I'm going to like this. <laughs> yeah. Like, because I liked the, the yeah. how fucking weird yeah. it started off and just nonsense and all the stuff they were throwing in there. I, I think what the, the thing, like in the first, a lot of people, there's so many think pieces of like that first scene of like everyone fighting and they're like, who are these people? And they're like, well, we're That's showing you. Point. Yeah, correct. But, a lot of people were pissed at that, but I think that actually does 
help the film because you actually kind of see them all fight together. Yeah. Because in the third act, you don't really get that because King goes a bitch. <laughs> and so, like, uh, <laughs> but like, that's the takeaway just... you're definitely supposed to have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the moment we see that deviant eat that man i'm like i'm gonna like this movie uh, and oh, that's like three minutes in. Was I was like, like this is some crazy fucked up yeah i quite liked it yeah on uh, number two we, we remember who which one of you was talking in the car afterwards about the fact that so many people in the audience were like laughing uncomfortably whenever oh, yeah. a guy would show emotion was that oh. you Brent? yeah any moment that there was that. a guy who who was you know having a quiet moment or crying, God forbid. Like with Icarus when he when yeah. he had his, once it was all saved and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. When he was, when he had made the choice to not kill Cersei uh, and then decided to leave her, like in both of those moments, you could feel the audience get that kind of theater nervous where mm-hmm. the emotion is too uncomfortable for them. So they start to kind of mm-hmm. doing this giggle, talking, tittering, whatever. It was something that people just did not like to see. Yeah. And I think they're That's they're so male true. heroes. Yeah. yeah. So did they? Is that part of like the hollowness you mentioned? Was just like them not thinking the the there was the no emotions quips. were not enough. Quips, yeah. Well, I that think. I think. Oh it, yeah, that's the emo. That's there was how a, hollow it is. Well, there is a balancing act because I did the on the flip side. By the time we got to the end of the movie, it actually felt in my mind to your whole point of like there's give and take everywhere, and I'm like I really want to find a middle of the road where like it has the Marvel magic, but obviously can breathe as its own special presentation. Because I think by the time it got to the end, and certainly when all these fucking guest stars showing up in the extra credits, I'm like, I have extra credits. I was like, this is just this is just Marvel movie to a T, and I can appreciate that. And I think second act was when it was the most Marvel. It wasn't wasn't necessarily bad i still really really liked it. it's when i thought it felt picked up steam but it did feel a lot more um less unique than i think the first and maybe third acts may have actually made the movie feel i want to just acknowledge that like this movie could have been an utter disaster oh, yeah. and it mm-hmm. absolutely was not it was actually quite quite good because of the fact that they have introduced so many characters whole new concepts and like build it around the existing marvel cinematic universe which has existed for 13 years now I mean, this did what Guardians of the Galaxy did seven years ago and built on it and did it in a different way. Mm. Like, that to me is actually quite amazing that, like, it succeeded. I don't understand the hate at all. And then we'll get into this for the recaps, but it makes no sense. Uh, diverse people... cast, uh, Asian woman director, <laughs> uh, gay kiss. You're right, I do Just hate not it. knowing <laughs> anything about them and therefore anything new is bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. That... well um, the... To me, the thing that's impressive about it, that or it, I think part of that, going back to the audience response to these characters, is there are a lot of people, but Guardians of the Galaxy really sold you on these characters immediately because they all came in punching and screaming together, and you really got a feel for what each character is immediately. Right. This movie took a much different tact of slowly adding each character, Yeah. and I think that there are some characters who perhaps aren't just as strong in the first act that by the time they have a family dynamic and you learn their motivations, Mm -hmm. that's when you start to feel something for them. It was, it was very, uh, it felt a lot more like a mini series than an actual movie, because I think to your point, each character could have literally had an, not that I would necessarily want it, but each character basically had an entire like TV microscopic TV episode when they got introduced into the present. They gave them a little flashback. They pulled them forward. It's very lost not, as to not sure. Ajax. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't getting the um, story. Well, and just in general too, I think uh, someone was brought it up you that like, like uh, broke Ajax Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing that, yeah. Just just the overall concept that you brought up, Caitlin, which is that the 
bringing this type of content into the MCU would have been hard, even if they just decided to do it whenever they wanted to. Like this was a the source material itself, which we've definitely covered on our normal podcast, particularly the most recent run uh, by Karen Gillian. Did I Gillen. say that right? Gillen. Close. God you got close. It. Getting closer. Um, but there's obviously very much some liberties beyond casting choices. They actually flipped entire motivations, relationships. Um, knowing what you know about the Eternals based on our, you know, comic relationship with them, how do you feel about how they translated the source content? Well, the fact that, like, I don't have fidelity to Eternals in general made it okay that they deviated from the the source material. Deviated? Deviated from the source material. Like, I mean, these were, in some ways, they were completely new characters. I mean, you know... Icarus being, you know, the heel, having the heel turn is is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Makari, obviously, I mean, they've changed uh, the gender in the comics to to reflect what's in the movie, but that's because of the movie doing that. I mean, Kingo being a Bollywood star, all of that worked for me. Yeah. It's just like it's a reinterpretation, and like for me, like I think of like you know the multiverse in my own way, like, and we have six one six in the comics, and the MCU is its own universe, and. Even though there are certain changes I don't really care for, like Chris Pratt as Star-Lord as a fucking buffoon versus uh, the Star-Lord I like in the comic, or, you know, what they did with um, Taskmaster, you know, that I can forgive because I really, really enjoyed the interpretations. I even, Clark, you and I talked after the movie ended. It's like, this was so much better than what's actually even going on in the comics. Even though Kieran Gillen's run is actually quite, I I quite like it. (sighs) But, like, from a characterization point of view, like, this was better to me. Clark, your sighing allows me to think you have something to say. No, no, it's fine. I was just doing it because of what he <laughs> I said. Know, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, I like the fact that we we thought Phaistos, Thana, um, Ajak, and Druig have all turned traitor for these people at some point. Yeah. They're like, you knew one's going to end up that way, and yeah. I did not we think it was going to be, be Icarus at all. Which yeah, that was, was pleased was, me quite a bit. It was a swerve that worked. It was good. I remember yeah. talking about. It, I was like, was it Icarus and, and, and Cersei are definitely going to be Avengers at I, some point, mm, I said last week. Yeah. I, I don't think that's the case. I think that's the one truest thing that they actually kind of kept from the comics was we knew there was going to be a traitor at yes. some point. Yeah. They, everything else was real just fly by the seat of your pants, which I like because it was just a new interpretation. Mostly that they're called the Eternals and they're no f- known for regenerating mm-hmm. spoilers for the comics everyone but if, if <laughs> yeah. it's in the name and not a single person was reborn so like you're gonna tell me there's not just, a sequel we can just wait till icarus shows reborn. back up in the sequel yeah he just flew into the sun it's, i'm no, sure no, he's, he's gonna come back sunburnt a little yeah. bit yeah but, but that's favorite, where he gets his power right yeah. my favorite is when you kept turning like who do you think the traitor is gonna be who are you gonna be and i was like girl it's icarus it just <laughs> happened you just literally <laughs> you I, missed that's <laughs> not what happened that is not what happened, so I won't let, allow kind you. Of two. Pixie, I, mean, I whatever, will yeah. not allow you right. to. Yeah, what happened was he goes, Kaylin, who do you think the traitor is going to be? And you go, Icarus, right now. And then he turned to me and he goes, Brent, the traitor is going to be. <laughs> is that what you just? <laughs> that is not what happened. Kaylin's trying to have a moment to himself. <laughs> uh, I think that there are, uh, on Icarus as a you know traitor, there are some people who had the criticism that he's like Homelander. Mm. And they felt like it felt short of that character, which to me makes it feel like there is such a large, you know, kind of group of characters you can look to now that you can basically find anyone and then make this comparison. Mm-hmm. And if it's if there's other features to the movie you don't like, they you'll throw it into another category of a thing you don't like. Mm. I think that 
one thing I like about this adaptation of the of eternal of the Eternals is that in the Gillian, uh, is that say right? Gillian, 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 Gillian. 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 I'm going to make a do, new one up. Gary and Killam is that the Eternals existentially come along with this horrifying cosmological horror that their very existence means that something terrible is happening. Mm. And I like that this movie adapted the, uh, ha- has that as a feature of their existence. What I liked about, um, to go back to your point about like Icarus, Homelander, and like other like sort of evil Superman sort of, uh, com- you know, comparisons, Superman's. Uh, Superman's, or even like Superman from Injustice, yes. is like what I liked about Icarus's turn is like, He's not evil. He's just like he believes in the cause of uh um oh god what's the celestial's name? Uh Arisham. Arisham. Arisham's mission so much that like he is trying to make sure that billions survive. Uh you know, and like he's willing what? to sacrifice earth to do it. He's, and like No, he's he's sacrificed 7 billion to save trillions and trillions More. and It's a trolley car. Yeah. It's a trolley car it's problem. It's a trolley car yeah. problem exactly. Which my always thought is I agree and they should have all died. Just yeah, saying. well, so I our... definitely would straight up murder one person in order to. Can you imagine if this is the last Marvel movie ever, and that's like how it ended? Right. I would actually Clark, give it. Clark a is that, that version of the trolley car problem where you've got one guy on one side mm-hmm. and five guys on the other, and then you connect the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> the this, tracks on the there's this. There's this video of this child trying to solve it. Instead, he just picks up the one and puts it on the other track and runs <laughs> all four of them over. <laughs> oh, that was it. Was your you childhood that's video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Death Race 2000 rules. Oh my gosh. Yeah, um, well, yeah, so are you, let's like, there was obviously a schism. So we had Icarus and Sprite on one side supporting Arishams. Let's keep giving, you know, birth to more and more worlds. Team Cersei got too close to the human beings. And then you had, this is just too fucking much Team Kingo. <laughs> Uh, which one would you side with? Hey guys, I've got some contract uh, things I've got to deal with. Uh, can go out. Yeah, exactly. I'm making whatever the movie, the fourth well, sequel of that. Yeah. Can movie. we talk about that for a moment at least? Because it feels so blatantly out of character and so crazy. Mm. I and let me finish. Um, and so I mm, think mm, there there is mm, mm, for mm. when the Eternals return to the MCU. I think he's definitely going to be in sort of a, he knows something a little bit more. There's got to be more reason to why he's doing this. It, I don't think just being self-serving is going to be enough. But he wasn't self-serving. I think the movie didn't sell it hard enough on the fact that this was a person who had spent he millennia. He his documentary. No, he spent millennia with Sprite, with Icarus, with this idea of this future growth potential. That seemed yeah, to be the part that he's girl, like, I can't decide. He's going to be a villain in the future or work with a villain in the future because of some result from this one action, I feel like. So I like the idea mm-hmm. of a character saying, I'm not going to join this fight, but I generally agree with the, what the quote-unquote villain wants. Yeah. Kingo was not the right character for that. Yes. Though, because what happened right before he makes that decision and walks away is like he's attacking Icarus saying you don't go against family. I'm like, oh, okay, girl, like this is Fast and Furious. You know? Yeah. Um, and also, he is such a humanist himself. Like, his whole thing was, like, he became a Bollywood star as a result of Sprite, like, telling the stories to, you know, the Babylonians. Mm-hmm. And, like, loving that, like, like he has an audience. Like, he should be, like, the most humanist besides, like, Cersei. 
or or Makari. For I wouldn't matter. have assumed who? Thena would have been the one that's I was like, going to say I who would be. Him. I don't know. They already had her whole plot with like, yeah. I think. Dr- or, or Fastos because he's like, I would like to go home. I mean, that's a little Hawkeye, but like, he's like, I would like to go home Maca- to my family. It honestly could have been Makari because she has no connection. Makari was basically she's not like, in the movie. She was basically yeah. not in the movie till the end. But I she's really like, I want to watch I didn't like her. Not because I didn't like her, just because she wasn't there. Maybe they could have added an extra Eternal. You know, just threw out the name. And just call him like... Trevor, Trevor, yeah, Trevor, the traitor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So let's slide into characters. We talked a little bit about Icarus already. Um, Actually, Zhao- I would have liked that a lot. If in that fight scene where they're arguing in the, in the spaceship, <laughs> that a, a new eternal, a Mr. Falls Butthole, out essentially. Yeah. And he's like been just napping there for 5,000 years. The mind boggling thing is the cast in the comics is sometimes smaller than 10 characters and they really went with the 10 yeah. plus Dane Whitman plus spoilers. I mean, these are the, the main characters they, know, except for Zerus. Zerus is all of them. They honestly could have had, they would be, there'd be no way to put him, but he would have been a great person to be on the side of no, fuck you. We got to do what we got to do. Yeah. Well, do. Ajax. Cause Ajax didn't fill Ajak that role. Would, well, Ajax literally was Zerus. For, yeah, for Icarus, agreed. though, um, we'd be remiss not to talk about one of the biggest revelations that came out of this movie, that his, his dick. dick was way too big that they had to <laughs> add a flap into the front of his costume. And then everybody else had to have a flap, too. Because like that was like it was. Really? Like, oh, I looked f- at the screen like they uh, all had, had a flap. I like but the theirs flap, was over though, their eyes yeah. because his dick was still <laughs> too big. <laughs> yeah. They had to do the same thing when he played uh, the prince in Cinderella. Oh, they had yeah. to do like a whole weird shovel in the pants. Kind I mean, of I'd have thing. to believe though, like when you have stuff that tight, like and, and this might be we have a few yeah. sadly weirdly know this about our friend. His balls are just really big. So even if his Clark is right that here, big, yeah. that's his, not me. No, I'm talking about it, the other one. Yeah, it pushes like it pushes forward. Their on name his, on I'm not going to say their name. <laughs> I'm just saying we know a person yeah. who has that problem. So Our listeners you. want to name names. We hear should you, we, Richard. Should we get him an Icarus costume for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So, and I mean, just to kind of finish up with Icarus, obviously very inspired by Zhao herself. She confirmed that it was inspired by Snyder's Man of Steel. Like as a presentation, and you'd have to be basically, you'd have to have your eyes closed the entire time to not see that third act was basically <laughs> just a Snyder fight scene. Like it was but, fantastic. But better. Oh, of course, oh, it was yeah. amazing. But, but. They, it was light. It wasn't dark. You could actually see what the fuck was going on. <laughs> exactly, and it didn't look like it was like ripped from a comic scene that he read when he was like twenty-five. Right. Yeah. Could have had a mustache edited out. <laughs> oh, there you go. I do like the fact that they literally dick. like commented on him being Superman within the movie. Oh yeah, that, I did like but the little wink, wink. They're nod, bringing nod. DC, and there's two okay. separate times they brought I, it in. I quite like that. I kind of love that Marvel's like. <laughs> Well, because that's made up and this is real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so good. it's just a comic book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, they actually called and they, they called him Clark. Just they because did. it was yeah. easier to do than Icarus. Triggered. Yeah. It did seem like they referenced DC a lot of times. There was yeah, it was, like, was, was Batman twice. and Batman and Alfred. Yeah. It was yeah. a yeah. scene yeah. that uh, Gilgamesh did. Yeah. Uh, let's slide on over to Cersei Land, uh, who was played by <laughs> Gemma Chan. <laughs> Most disappointing character. Uh, uh, yeah, so people <laughs> who haven't read the comics, Cersei is a wild child, mm-hmm. kind of like humorous bitch who just does what she wants all the time and is sassy and slutty. She is. Obs- if you watch the movie, it's the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> she's obsessed with humans because she's like, like kind of almost like Emma Frost to me where she's like yeah, just kind of wants to not manipulate but like wants to just play with him exists. a little bit. I think if I could make one change to her character mm-hmm. it would be when they're in that rainforest and she's calling Dane to say 
hey, tell your loved ones you love them, you know, the world might be ending, is if after she hung up on him, she then called mm-hmm. three more mm-hmm. guys uh, yes. and told each of them, just but like a lot shorter and a lot more curt. Well, well, she, hey, she listen, fucks. the world might end. That's it, fantastic. Seriously does fuck. It's well, frustrating because like, she's my favorite Eternal. She's, I mean, I love reading her in the was, 80, in like the uh, early... Yeah, late eighties, early nineties, Avengers, or was it just how it was? Written? She's a fucking Jimmy Chan's awesome. She was great. She she, and she acted didn't do really anything well. Wrong. She it's the character because that's what the character was written as. What she did I, very well as this boring character. Well, what yeah. I want to ask and what I worry about is that she obviously over the course of the movie rose to the rank of the main heroine because you had Icarus Prime whoever, Eternal. Yeah, exactly. Eternal Prime, I like yeah. That. Right, and everyone was assuming that maybe Icarus, like it would be two of them together, or Icarus would be the main character, and she took control. Do you think that there was some sort of, and I'm I'm probably reading this too much, but compared to what you're talking about, who the character is in the comic, those characters are very rarely, especially in modern U.S. cinema, positioned as the main heroine. Mm-hmm. And so that really like annoys me because now that you brought that up, I'm now thinking about that. I'm like, oh my God, did She's they downplay mobile. her? Yeah. To make oh, her more fitting of a straight male type in, main character. In the comics, Makari, Icarus, and Thena have all been that role. Mm. So once again, they're just like they want to just find a different character that's not the ones you'd expect in order to make them in the position that they Give were it in. To that, Makari, which is re- interesting, but I'm just upset that she was. That's so- the reason. What I was gonna say is like because Thena was done in a certain way, and she was almost like kind of like. Uh, kind of a crazier Wonder Woman in some ways yeah. mm-hmm. and having her <laughs> kind own of. kind of, I mean, much crazier, um, you know, and like given a lot of personality that like Cersei had to be the quote unquote straight woman. Mm-hmm. And no, right. It, it was a disservice to her character because I do love Gemma Chan. I love Cersei. I agree with everything that Clark said. It just was like, she was the biggest disappointment to me. It definitely feels like they worked backwards to put that character in a leadership position because she has to have some character journey. And I don't think they wanted to have the you know kind of femme fatale type character right. be in that do, role. Do you think because Captain Marvel was not perceived that well, do you think they maybe just try to make her a catch-all good guy character that maybe Captain Marvel wasn't doing? Because Captain Marvel is kind of a controversial, more character. edgier. Just because the main lead girl has to be kind of perfect in a weird. Well, if Mary she's going to fuck on screen for the first MCU movie, I'm sad. That I'm not seeing those nips, I want her to so be it's a okay. bad girl. But that's Ooh. what I mean. There's also that added effect where they were probably like, well, you can't have this person fuck on screen if they're not just completely so, uh, quiet yeah. and just trying to and solve the problem. But they got married quiet. first, right? She can't have done No, no, no. They had sex oh, and then no, they got married. No, no, no. I don't like this movie oh, anymore. <laughs> yeah. Premarital <laughs> sex. Uh, so let's move. My favorite part was when oh. Jimmy Chan falls into the water you know, in that little trough that's going on in the mm-hmm. middle of the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And supposedly it's so deep, the monster and her like sunk underwater. And then suddenly she stands up in the water and she's only like half a foot up. <laughs> and you're like, what? how did you fall? Like, she maybe she created s- more rocks under her. <laughs> she can <laughs> create rocks. She did make that tree cup I'll, out of that. I'll do it. Floor. I'll do it. I'll justify the shit out there? of that. I love that little ad of like, you've never been able to do that before. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I was going to say, like, you know how Baron Zemo kind of had like, extra dimension created to his character yes. like from Civil War to Falcon Winter Soldier maybe we could have that with Cersei like yeah. it doesn't like oh, contradict yeah. what we have that we can see some more dimension next time we see that her that bitch is gonna that, go through some things if, she also she, she's primed and ready for a Disney Plus series I feel like she's be she would be the one that you could do if really flesh her out potentially yeah Cersei the tree woman <laughs> 
Do right. you think that she was the same Cersei from Game of Thrones? Yes. Oh my god, no. a thousand no. percent. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. All right, let's move on to the. She qu- would have turned the wine into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the Queen of Concealing the Fate of the World. How did Ajax do on making their big break on the silver screen? Oh, 16 minutes. She's on. <laughs> that, that's like, probably like. Is that eight. probably? Eight? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would like to see her more. Yeah. And I hope their regeneration is mm-hmm. possible because I love Selma Hayek. Yeah. And she can narrate my fucking life when I die, please. I love Selma Hayek. Uh, the character was fine. I got what I needed from her. I don't need to see her again. Yeah. Ever. Wow. That so was, like, that was the role that they created for that character. So it was, I, it, it was a plot device and it was fine because there were so many other characters. I didn't need another. Well, I have some character. terrible news for you, Caitlin. Um, what? Sama Hayek has said that she's signed a multi-year... Billion. Billion dollar to know. Um, multi-movie deal where she would be showing up in more films. Um, maybe flashback. Maybe. Well, that's, yeah, All right, like, don't tittle Tilda Swinton Wait, me. but then she would have had to be in the past. You, She's going to show up in two seconds for Eternals 2 where she goes, Icarus. Wake up, and then he'll get up yeah. and fly towards the planet. <laughs> she, she lives inside of the sun now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm okay um, with that. Uh, okay, if the five of us were sent to planets to create meat markets for 4D beings, and you were the Ajax, mm. would you tell the other four what our goal was? Fuck no. If it's my prime directive, I probably can't, right? No, you can would you... be so ingrained with it. Meat markets. But yeah, I would say it. <laughs> you have meat markets as M-E-A-T. Is that correct? I'm trying to think what a meat market is. What do you think the goal of this podcast is, y'all? Meat is this market. just a big meat market? Yeah. Also, oh, wait. I told y'all. Oh, my God. Wait. Are meat markets usually spelled M-E-E-T? Yeah, yes. you idiots. I always thought it was meat. I thought it was because I was like meeting people for sex. That's so you why just I was very confused. Yeah, that's, where the, that's why it's a play on words. Meat. It's it's a. How do you not know what a pun I is? It's like whole... a PR and marketing term, not a fucking hookup term. No, do but you that's that? what I meant when like people. I know. I literally always thought when people were like, "Oh, because you know when someone's like, oh, that bar's a meat market." I know it's a play on words, but I just literally wait, thought wait. you call it with like meat. Can I ask? It, can I ask a follow? Do what do you think meat and greet? Do you know how to that spell? Yeah. No. Well, no. no. He says meet and greet. No, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> I, I do want to go on this tangent with the question. But what I'm saying no. is, I thought because they were mostly focused on like actually meeting people, and usually people you could date and likely probably just fuck. That's why it was called like M E A T. Like it's a meat. Like oh, get the meat off like, the rack like and then meet, fuck you, them. Like you meet a salami sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, when, I, when I Google <laughs> meat market, it's the meat oh, livestock nearby. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that's meat so, market. You well, but, pick out all but then my meat. thing actually works because they're literally there to eat people. That's why it's the okay. meat market. There you go. It all comes I should have just fucking said that. To I you. don't butchering think. these people. Anyway, any of this was necessary. Uh, Leah McHugh as Sprite. She's the most childlike we've probably seen. Regular childlike Sprite. What was your take on this thousand year old's fall to the dark side over a man who loves someone else very much like what's her face from interview the vampire uh kirsten dunst who played her uh is it claudia is that her name or i don't know i remember the character's name cloud (laughs) claudia uh yeah that's what she is she's like she wants to grow up um it's an interpretation i didn't mind the actress was okay yeah she was fine i liked it i mean i don't know uh, my main question with this is I, I'm okay with the character arc. Like, she is allowed to <laughs> love someone that is essentially her same fucking age. Like, that that yeah, would be yeah, crazy. Yeah. Why didn't, with, with Gemma Chan's new power of aging someone up, apparently, and not turning them into Eternal anymore, which she just learned recently, why couldn't she just have turned her into an acceptable age where people would 
not say, oh, I'm fucking a child. I don't know whether she could do that. I don't think she has oh, the power. Oh, I only have powers? enough power to make you a human. That's it. That's all I what? have. What? <laughs> Shut the fuck I, up with that. I So they wanted, they had a problem, which is that they needed this, it? they needed this character to side with Icarus. So they really leaned heavy on the, he's love. in love with her. Yeah. But they barely. And vice versa. No, I just, she, so she loves him. Yeah. yeah. But they barely <laughs> focused on her perspective on her nature until the very end. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And so when that came out, I, I think it's very understandable, but they needed to, I think, weight it better so that you got an, uh, more of a understanding about that for her, it's about transformation and change, not just being able to fuck I whoever she I, wants. I actually disagree with that because I think we got hints for it throughout the movie. Agreed. Like early on when... Cersei and Dane are well, at the pub. I disagree because I only saw the movie once. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they're at the pub and like she pretends to be an older woman and the guy yes. tries to grab her hand yeah. and it's the hologram. And then when she goes to find them, she's like, guys, can y'all just get a room? Can we get the fuck out of here? It's like, it's like she's like, clearly there's jealousy. There's envy. There's yep. a lot of the stuff there's that like Cersei and Dane. Balls. Yeah. yeah, there's Cersei. Exactly. Cersei and Dane have this that she cannot have. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's painful. And you see the pain. That she has throughout Ripples. the thing. And also, when Kingo tells her on his like little private plane, when he leaves her in Macedonia, it's like because people were getting freaked out because she wasn't aging. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. all of that stuff was like yeah. building up to that. Okay, and, you know what? There's, also, a common, there's a common thread there of her wanting things she can't have. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. She's I think a the bitch. One- yeah. No. And also, one other <laughs> thing. When they're walking next to the water and the deviant sh- like shows up, she was like, just fucking date this hot dude. From Game of Thrones, because like you don't know, like he's the gonna. No, no, no. When when oh. Sprite was telling Cersei to just fucking oh. date, like because you never know, you're only gonna get this chance to so just enjoy it now. Yeah, and she never got that chance. Yeah, sorry. D- so Superman exists in this universe. Mm-hmm. Does that mean uh, Warner Media owns Superman? Do does like HBO exist? Yes. And does Game of Thrones exist? Yes. <laughs> Do we see the problem? Saint Elsewhere exists, and there's the guy, the the kid with the snow globe. Yeah. Hmm. Um, That's a rose. Did did anyone want to see um, Sprite just get choked out in the middle of a a train, like in that comic series we read, or something? Well, that. So I was gonna. That the only thing I was gonna say. I think the movie. I think the movie did all the work itself, but I also, having read the Gaiman series of that. Sprite's experience it did lend a lot to the car- I already knew it was coming and I got excited I about quite liked her turning into a kid and everything and I, I want to see where that goes yeah. but anyways one last thing I'll say also is the I fact mean, that they're going to know. age her up is so when she, you see her next time like she's mm-hmm. older she's gonna go fast. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a why'd they make that choice by production <laughs> I've got a uh, question breaker I meant to do this for a few Uh-oh. other questions to us what's the best age to lock in immortality like 25 li- literal age 25 yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say like 28 Twenty thirty-two, oh. 27? I don't know. I'm not eternal. What do I care? Wait, you seem very defensive. Uh, sorry, Are y'all. You? Sorry, y'all. The correct answer was twenty-nine. Anyway, Fastos. Uh, that's uh, what I said. Wait, you said twenty-eight. No, but then people will constantly like you're at the cusp of thirty, right. and you have to listen to that shit all the time. Yeah, you're right. Twenty-nine is the right answer. It was a joke. Played by Brian. <laughs> I wanted everyone to agree with me that I actually said 29 and gaslight you, but no one was paying attention. So Fastos, played by Brian Tyree Henry, he's the Marvel's first major splash as an LGBTQIA plus lead. How did Fastos work for you? Perfectly. I wanted to fuck his husband. Oh yeah. 
I'd, I'd be in a throuple with both of Brian them. Brian oh, totally. Tyree Henry is such a fantastic actor yeah. that yeah. I don't think he had a lot of great dialogue. Um, yeah, but he killed it. But he is just very captivating to watch. Yeah, I wish I wish there was a little bit more with him and Icarus so that the line, I've always wanted to fucking do this to you. Yeah. And when he locks him down, maybe cool. res- hit a little bit harder. Yeah, that yeah. didn't really make any sense to me. It's, I agree Maybe there was like a cut scene just, or something. I just felt safe when both he was acting and what he was yes. doing in yeah. the scenes. I was like, oh, okay. You're like a reliable character. Maybe also, I do it with all through. the technology stuff that he shows that it's constantly that said like cool. you're doing too much. If you have Icarus being the person who's always putting it down. Mm, also, punk. The, cool. the fact that like we had a a gay man who's a person of color and also, uh, you know, wasn't like your traditionally fit guy. Yeah. I think is great. How dare I felt you? Like I he would was do the, that in a second. The most humanity from the piece came through that relationship that he had. And, oh, and when he's dealing with Hiroshima and everything, he just felt like you got this character so well. I Agreed. wonder if they should have introduced him earlier to add some more. I agree. I, Kingo I wish... should obviously be first, but like the rest, yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think who would... Introduce Icarus last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, but I'm evil. They're like, oh, wait a minute. There's only one of us did, left. Did we all they forget to that be he's evil. always evil? Uh, I did. Uh, sorry. Who's next? Question breaker. Question breaker. Question breaker. Why the fuck is Fasto's life so put together compared to mine, who I'm also a gay? Don't answer that. Because you <laughs> your table's oh, also from, uh, yeah. Ikea. Ikea. Yeah. No, I, I actually, uh, it really is, actually. Now that I think about for it. A guy, for his income level... As a gay, he should not be buying IKEA. Oh no, fuck IKEA! I mean, I'm fine <laughs> with it because I have, don't have the money. Doesn't but... he have some old tokens from back in <laughs> Babylonian dollars? Yeah, yeah, what the fuck? Old tokens <laughs> from the ye old time arcade. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What's the currency back in Babylon? <laughs> I don't know. Thinking, like, the I don't movie know. Big, where you uh, tokens. tokens. <laughs> Gaga bucks, according to her new album. Clams or clams. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Kingo by Kumail Nanjiani and Karun Harish Patel. What did you think? Uh, so I was very happy to see. Some South Asian representation, and uh, I'd be remiss if one of our listeners, who's uh, Indian Canadian, actually reached out and asked me specifically about what I thought about the representation because he was not a fan of it. Um, because you know Bollywood is such an easy shortcut for South Asian characters, and I usually would agree with that. But when you had Kingo talking about how much he loved Sprite's storytelling, it's like the C three PO scene when he's on Endor. That's what I felt like she was doing in Babylon. Like, he, like, loves the idea of telling stories. And, like, what's the one way of, like, story, like, telling in, in this in this modern age is through movies. And, like, it was, I think it, it, it just was really, really nice. Also, one of the movies on the little posters was named Kale, K-H-E-L, which, like, which made me really happy. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, what was his uh, valet's name again? Uh, Karun. Karun. I loved Karun because at first I was mm-hmm. like, oh, God, please let him not be like an Apu character. Yeah, he and he was such a human being. When he's speaking in in Hindi, I believe, at the end, and he's thanking the Eternals for, like, say, like say, trying to save humanity, I was like, that scene, like, actually brought a tear to my yeah. eye. It was so good. I thought it was bad. No, I thought they actually, that, to me, the the second you see uh, Kingo and he starts talking, you get this worry that it, it's going to be, oh, no, this is going to be schlocky, the worst of MCU humor. But it really worked consistently throughout mm. and even through the bits of, you know, Karun losing, getting his, his camera broken and always having a smaller mm-hmm. additional camera. I thought that worked. I thought it was a very funny interaction still don't understand why kingo left 
in the middle of <laughs> the I feel like there's more yeah. there's more to that story. We're going to see it in some sort of context yeah. at some point. I, I feel like it did a Bollywood in an acceptable way also where it seemed like Bollywood, not some fucking Hollywood cartoon version of it. Yeah. Where, yeah. You know, they're making fun of it and we've got the fucking, oh shit, what's that horrible movie? Um, with Austin Powers that shows oh, up. Oh, The Love Guru. Yeah, The Love oh, Guru. Yeah. It's not yes. a complete light nightmare. My it seemed real. Word. It was fun. No, that does seem like it was a nightmare. <laughs> no, it definitely felt like it didn't the scene. didn't act foolish. It didn't act foolish. The scene that you see where he's doing the, uh, you know, like, like the dance and everything, like it's very over the top, but it felt very much mm-hmm. like yeah. it. And actually one of my, uh, one scene I really loved is like when they're in the Amazon and they're, you know, the uh, deviants attack and he like destroys the head off one of them and he goes, Dishoom. Which is a uh, like a term in like Bollywood uh, and in, in Indian culture of like when somebody's fighting, they're making the noise dashoom. Oh. And so much so that like in London, there is a chain of like nice Indian restaurants called dashoom that like features like like sort of bo- like a Bollywood theme. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I think that there is definitely an appreciation for those movies that comes through visually with the different posters from across the generations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Great grandfather, grandfather. Totally, yes. Exactly. His father was Kale. Yeah. <laughs> K-H-E-L. Question breaker. Kinko really hits on one of my Kinkos. Oh, no. Mm. The next question is, which Eternal would you let turn you out and why? His name is Kingo. Um, And uh, for them, for him to work out that fucking much, and people were up in arms on the internet being like, how did he not get a shirtless scene? Yeah. What are we doing? There's a gratuitous one with Paul Rudd, even though he's the sexiest man alive. Spoilers <laughs> for magazines right now. Yeah. But as far as if he went back in time and <laughs> didn't read, was read the magazine. Didn't. I don't know how people up to date on their magazines are. But um, but for them not to do it, he's so fucking hot in this film. We and also hot. when he's dancing, he is like purposely flexing like yeah. nobody's business. We didn't get a shirtless Ugh. scene in this movie, did we? We got like the back of Icarus. Yeah, that's it. Maybe maybe we Cersei need... was the one. <laughs> Cersei technically was like the first female like cleavage shot in a Marvel movie. I choose Icarus. I want oh. I want his eye holes on my guy hole <laughs> to get me a blast on that to one. this ass. Oh my god! You fly close to, too close to the sun. <laughs> uh, I kind of was into Druig. Especially when you see him in the leather jacket at the very end, I'm like, "You little like fucking looks like UK Mar- boy." It's like Maryland trash. <laughs> yeah. You love a tortured Brooklyn person. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. You've seen the guys I've dated. It's not Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn, you know Ireland. You know. Oh yeah. Cause, yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn, <laughs> Ireland. Let's uh, yeah. Let's talk about Druig, played by Mr. Barry Keegan, as the mind controlling and far less of an at Loki asshole type than his six one six version. What did you think of Druig's more heroic representation? I mean, I, I he slapped a boy. I was very surprised. <laughs> Child, sorry. Uh, I mean, I was very su- surprised because that's kind of the opposite of what his character usually yeah. is, and the fact that he was the one to be the first one to really try to like save people mm-hmm. was. Very interesting. By being a cult leader in the yeah, Amazon. You know what? No, no, no. I meant, I meant, I meant during the, the um, he like really Aztecs turned up. During, yeah. During the, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I know that. But like that's what led him to becoming a cult leader yeah. in the Amazon. Listen here, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh hell no! <laughs> okay. I love his fucking sunk, sunken eyes. People with sunken eyes can have sex like nobody's business. <laughs> what? Sorry, a, just like known fact. Oh no, there goes my question breaker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, okay, but about him. Oh, though. sunken pleasure. I got but, it. So. I think the film should have done something where they should have p- 
place that you knew there was going to be a trader a little bit more. We knew it as comic readers because there's always a fucking traders within the Eternals. But if they just laid that on thicker, you could have been like, oh, it might be Thana. Oh, it might be Druig. Oh, it might be Sprite. Mm -hmm. You could have done that, and then it would have been even more shocking for his look, His look and his powers and having a vampire Jim Jones-style cult Mm -hmm. in a rainforest, I think, were enough for us to suspect that he would betray at any point in time. And I do think that there is a kind of weird part of him that still fits in the humanist, humanist narrative that maybe if people had some kind of hive mind or, or more more control to like stop them from violence, they would be protected and better. But it is for their own good, I think. Did you know that he was slashed across the face in the hotel across from my house? That's in right. Ireland? Oh, my God. Right. The actor. Can you speak yeah. on this more? We have some breaking I mean, news. I was there. No, this was like Why would, three months was ago. It I was not there. Yeah, yeah no. I could have seen it. I think. I think is he healing? I I don't know. I guess he's, he's. Were they trying to make him the villain? Barry, we love you. <laughs> I don't know. No, I I'm actually That's really why. glad. They, I am glad that we let. They so left when off. you go to Ireland, go to the Eye Cinema and go to. Did <laughs> 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 so they sponsor a post that, that they sent to the door? That's next door to the hotel. There's a plaque I quite on like the wall. That cinema, by the way, this on Tuesdays. Four Euro yes. movies. <laughs> and this uh, episode of Homo Superior is brought to you by Exacto Box Cutters. <laughs> Exacto Box Cutters. Cut hard. Uh, let's but no, talk, hopefully he's okay. Let's yes. talk uh, best wishes. a little bit about uh, his counterpart. So Makari, played by R- Lauren Ridloff, obviously had the least amount of screen time. Had a real killer speeding left hook, though. Um, I, there's not a whole lot I think you could not like about her, but I'm not sure how much there is to like about her. Clark, what do you think? I like the fact that she was a deaf character and yes. everyone purposely learned the yes. you know, ASL. Yeah, no, like ASL, no, like it, like like quadrupled or quintupled mm-hmm. or something. Um, like, Google, like it just, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it went up like a lot. Like to like look up, look do, it up. Do we think the Celestials purposely chose to make her? I, I like the way that you said it, Kaylin, or like, however, I don't know if it was from the movie or not, but like the idea that like, this is what the Celestials perceived the Earth population to be like, which really a global population it is. Yeah. So it was just very fucking cool that they would be like, great. Yeah. Let's okay, make all good. of our girls. I was concerned that they were like, it was some sort of mistake. And oh. I was like, please not that. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think it was a mistake. Don't get into that. About I, that. I was just really butthurt that they that she was the last one that they mm-hmm. found of the bunch like she's if so you're charming. building if you're building a team go to this bitch the fastest fucking foremost. person to find everyone i know she was watching netflix on the show like on the ship or whatever but like why not go to try to seek her out first well they're saving her for makari point where she decides to go back in time to resurrect her mother and then you don't know oh, no. <laughs> you don't bitch. i i was expecting to see her when they when they go in the ship and her just like signing what kept you mm-hmm. you know like it was very much that kind of a scene where she's just on the chair like speed reading the book yeah, yeah. but no to your point i know you made a joke about flash it's like She's going to be so much better than fucking Ezra Miller mm-hmm. and oh, Flash. Yeah. So much better than what's his face is Quicksilver and Age of Ultron. And like I really enjoyed the scenes where she's beating the shit out of Icarus. Yes. I was like, oh fuck yeah, this shit. is so cool. And just to be sure, there was no real. I don't remember any singular slow motion shots of her using her speed, which is so fucking exhausting no, and God. tired. And play no, out. that's why when we were comparing to Zack Snyder, there was no slow mo. Yeah. Like the action was really like. Chloe Zhao, my God, you're a fucking... Fantastic. Yeah. Phenomenal. What do we think about the Druig-Makari 
something relationship, relationship that was going it was on cute. there. It was it, fine. It's weird, but you, we've all had those people that we were interested in a long time ago, maybe thousands <laughs> of years ago. You yeah, see them yeah, again, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then maybe something starts up again, you know? I was a little turned on by it. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, like They got chemistry. They, um, had, they had chemistry. Well, yeah. One yeah. quick thing I want to say, uh, not to circle back to the third act, but that third act, because the cast is so large, it put me on edge where I was like, our gonna bitch happen. is gonna die, and I thought for a split second, is Makari gonna die? Because, Very concerned yeah. about because that. she was so like sh- you couldn't hate her at all. Yeah. So I was so nervous that she might actually be it, one of the. It was also that died. the typical action setup of a speedster versus like a flying strongster, yeah. where it was like they never, just grab it, well. break it, whatever. What's Let's, Anna Julie? Anna let, yeah. She who will always lay with deviants. Thena instead really became she who will definitely kill deviants because they killed her man. And sometimes she gets a little kooky. How did she nail this role? And shut up, I won't entertain any negative opinions. That's I... fine. You looked at me, and that's why I had to respond. <laughs> uh, as the one who I can't stand her as a human being, mm-hmm. everything she does is what bad, happened? especially what when happened? she gives money to poor people. <laughs> Awful. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I thought she was good in this. Yeah. I was. I, that's the highest praise. Do, do, she, well, you hear that, Angelina? I mean, I, I'm fine with her, but I, she didn't act like her. Oh, agreed. Would and you, that's what I liked about it. Because she always plays the same fucking cartoon character self. Clark, what? would you want to spotlight one of the scenes where you laughed out loud, so loud in the fucking theater? <laughs> yeah, what was that? I forgot. Uh, it toast? Was, it was that she oh. she was showing you how to use a toaster properly. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And she sticks and she her whole hand straight in. up shoves her hand into it. Oh, I mean, that's funny. God. Whatever. <laughs> Some lady just shoving her hand in a toaster. That, that to me grounds the Eternals in a way mm-hmm. that I don't think any other physical act did because it shows that like they are also learning what human technology is supposed to be like. As a character, I think she's fantastic. I loved her acting. I thought yeah. her having these kind of mental, you know, issues mm-hmm. was great. The only change I would make is that Gilgamesh maybe has some better dialogue or is a better actor because I felt like they had okay chemistry, but to me that would have been the relationship where you had the most to fill in uh between this guy and uh her, you know, a caretaker and mm-hmm. you know them as friends could have really shined but i don't know i just it never really clicked i actually disagree because i was going to bring up the point that i loved their relationship so much because it was like you got to see a platonic relationship between a man and a woman there's no like even underlying like romance there and like she he's there to help her uh you know because she's going through her issues and i yeah he could have been a better actor but i enjoyed I enjoyed Gilgamesh. Definitely, I yeah. like all the things wow. you outlined. I, that's what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. I want when I say chemistry, I meant that I really thought that as actors, she was bringing so much of a different energy that's than what fair. he was bringing. Okay. I thought he, I actually thought he did a nice job. Okay, yeah, I uh, liked his little uh, outfit. What was that? The the smock he was wearing. Yeah, yeah and I also yes. like the Giga mess that yeah, like that's what Sprite. I'm yeah, 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 oh, that. like uh, uh, no, 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 like the the baby outfit I, that yes. Sprite did. Yeah. It's. Uh, it was a weird choice for to have him die. It made me kind of sad because he, man, he's, he's the, the forgotten one. You yeah, forgot it him. Oh, you're right. That's what, that's what that character is. Yeah. Uh, I think I was looking, not looking forward to the opposite with Angelina Julie. I was just thinking she was going to be some sort of like, you know, I'm down. the queen of the this and then that. Yeah, and the very maleficent way. in Marvel. I'm have some very weird confusing romanian accent for no apparent reason kind yeah. of thing that she does all the time <laughs> yeah yeah it was very out of character for her so which I is think why i like I, I she didn't give she me, wasn't give there me more to, of that yeah. maybe i'll like you she wasn't trying to steal the scene she just existed and did yeah. a great job 
I think that uh, the character, the random generator character from Rick and Morty, like, oh, is this an opportune time? No, that's why it's random. And then it like, <laughs> like I think that if they leaned into that a little bit more, maybe I could have liked her more. But the toaster is really so the good. Yeah, it's most important. So I did was, was the only person screaming. At I mean, that, that was yeah. fucking fantastic. Um, do you think that, going back for a minute, just because everybody's kind of quasi coupled up or at least has somebody there too, except for Kingo, do they think they just brought his like, I'm not going to say manservant, Valet. but sure. Uh, is cameraman Tarun, yeah. uh, to to him because like he was just going to be this weird alone person without a connection. Everyone I mean, else has some strange couple or not couple well, them going on. But that's also True. a good. I oh, God, I was going to say this fucking movie is about family, but it's more about connections than anything else. And I do think that's actually really good that everyone had some reason to be yeah. grounded to whatever decisions they were making because of somebody else. I, I did, and I thought he did a nice job of being comic relief too, without yeah. being a caricature. Because I love the line where it's like he's been with me for fifty mm-hmm. years. He thought I was a vampire for the first ten. Mm-hmm. He tried to. Stay me and he's yeah. like sir i've apologized several times yeah. <laughs> i really like not it. enough it but so not lovely. enough yeah it was so they good had really good chemistry together. they were so Super good fucking funny yeah to, to go back to thena for just a quick second my favorite part of the movie was when she was they were like uh we don't have to fight and she's like but i've always wanted to and i was like bitch yes <laughs> get these two this yes. crazy bitch this other crazy woman that i respect <laughs> oh i see what she did there yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like just yeah. so fucking it, it was amazing I, I wanted I never knew I wanted to see that fight but yet here we are it was Mar- they fought so many times in the comics she, oh she uh, yeah I know not uh, as physical as just you know mad at each other she didn't know what the weapons looked like when she was doing this too oh yeah so for her to be still acting pretty well yeah. um, I do want to <laughs> save some time as much as the movie did to talk about Kroll's motive Kroll's god damn it I keep saying it's Kroll's it's not me Kroll's motivation not, not that role I don't think it's super worth talking about. Real fast lightning round. What'd you think of the Deviants? I think that was the biggest miss of the movie. Agreed. Yeah. I'm so furious at these same exact dog-ish, wormy monsters. It's tentacles in a dog shape. And every movie- It was like movie, the Chitauri. It was the Chitauri yeah. all over again. It's the Chitauri. It's the same monster from Hellboy. Yeah. Uh, they, it's from the same monster from Signs. It's, it's just like completely <laughs> lacks creativity, and I it hate is. it. I wish they had put a little bit of thought into that, a little more thought into what but the But it's a red herring. Be. Yeah. yeah I was it's a say, red herring. Do we need something that's so built up if it's going to be a red herring character? I don't know if like the, the design stuff, I'll, uh, I do agree with Brent, but I'll put that aside for a second. I think it's more about... Once you knew their true origin, I think it would have been much more interesting if they had kind of aligned with the Eternals yes. for, or like the like the Cersei part of the Eternals yeah. for a minute, and then gone back and realized like we're this alliance is now over, and we're still going to like then be you have the final fight, yeah, yeah, because like him coming in as like an additional fight, even though I loved the scene where Thena cuts him in like several mm-hmm. pieces, it's still it was just like I don't understand why this is happening now. I could have, I would have liked it if maybe at that point she made a deal or something. Just like, hey, we don't. We, yes, we have bo- both been wronged by our God. Yeah, we will not harm you as long as you don't harm others. Yeah, uh, and they split and went their separate ways. But then she's like, "But you killed my husband." Yeah, and she just fucking and then puts a sword to his skull. I, I wonder if they they didn't do that because it would have been too much like the Skrulls in Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but I did like that reveal. Of how, that's like one of my favorite parts of Captain Marvel. Um, and I wouldn't have minded if they kind of you know uh, retread that theme. Let's look to the future. Woo. The future. And really, the first future is these post-credit scenes. Am I right? Mm. Uh, let's talk about what the fuck Dane happened? Whitman, uh, Black Knight, played by Kit Harrington, and also Blade, played by Masher Hala Ali. Or as our friend said, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Wait, so we're starting with the second one. 
Yeah, that's probably more fun. Okay. That sword looked cool as shit. Yeah, ebony blade. I mean, bitch. it's a cool sword. Yeah. yeah. Covered in leeches. I though. did love that they had a. Uh, <laughs> was it covered in scorpions? I was covered in scorpions. <laughs> I did love that. Like there was a red herring earlier when they're in the ship and <laughs> Dean is playing with the sword. It's like, is that the ebony blade? Yeah. No, bitch, it's Excalibur. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I love that. Yeah. yeah. One of them turns you into a monster, and one of them is very nice. It's yeah. um, they for a film that they probably knew people weren't going to like as much as the rest of the MCU. They really threw in those Easter eggs for some future stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were not shying away. Yeah. The fact that black Knight was in this fucking movie for no that goddamn reason well, to the, be like comics, basically a, a Tinder date for Cersei, like is outrageous. That's a great way to introduce them. Fuck it. Why not? Pretty cool. Honestly. Also, but I mean, Kit Harrington is very plain to type. Oh, and then they had to have that Game of Thrones but, moment, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't even a backdoor pilot. It was more like an open a window in the basement and crawl through it pilot. <laughs> Stop saying my last name. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, fun. I'm excited. I yeah. did not think I'd get so excited to hear Blade's voice, just his mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. yeah. Well, because he's been teased for so long Fucking ago, very and we've gotten cool. nothing well, from it. What's exciting is, like, it's not just vampires with him. It's all, like, the crazy mystical shit. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Motherfucking yes. Bring yep. that in. Fuck I mean, yeah. they're, they are, they sort of brought it in with Scarlet Witch, but not really yet. I mean, this is... We're, with Dark They're Cold. opening yeah. up Midnight yeah. Now we got Dark Knight. We, we're on Moon Knight. DC Plus. I already talked about. Yeah, so, Moon Knight as well. DC Plus. We're getting uh, Werewolf by, by Night as well. Yes. Yeah. This is one where I don't know where it's going, and I'm fucking excited yeah. about that. Yeah, Let's yeah. For that I mean, it's going to be a big old fucking Midnight Suns team based on those we're four. We need, some, we need some female Let's talk about what we know is Bad probably CGI. going and what I fucking hate. Bad I CGI. hate Harry Styles. Star oh, Fox and not Pro. that audience in our theater because they, oh, they lost their goddamn mind. I... I think Harry Styles fits. Keep going. Um, Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> I just, what did you guys Star think of Fox Harry Styles? Star Fox and Pip uh, show up. Star Fox being the brother of Thanos, the Eternal. And it, I think it made sense and was very interesting. I thought they would never use him because in the comics he has some... Rapey powers. Well, he was very heroic. And then <laughs> as times then. change, we're like, those heroic heroicnesses are pretty creepy with the mind control and romance and, you know... I'm just glad that they're leaning into the fact that Thanos was an Eternal mm, uh, yes. yeah. Titan, 100%. actually. Like, because like I thought they were gonna just like completely excise that yeah. out from Ignore. like his back, like the MCU version. And the fact that they leaned into his very comic accurate costume for Star Fox, yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, y'all are nuts, and I fucking love yeah. that. And, and the fact that he was like, uh, as. Thanos's brother, and you're like, okay, so we're gonna give exposition in this reveal too? Okay, <laughs> well, cool. No, that Pip the Troll would do that kind I of mean, shit. I mean, that is yeah. true. Yeah, as played Pip by Pan, like awful. motherfucking Garfield in the 2001 movie. <laughs> yeah, it was Pip. not good CGI. And no, that's what Pip always looks like—just a complete <laughs> fake thing that doesn't. I love him. I, I think there was a very <laughs> fun moment him. in our movie theater where they're, you know, looking in the hallway and. This mangled troll of a character shows up <laughs> and starts talking tough. in Patton Oswalt's voice. Uh-huh. And then you see a silhouette of a figure, and there was this cluster of five girls whose vaginas exploded <laughs> <laughs> because they're like screaming at each other. It's Harry. It's Harry. They're freaking out. I did not realize they that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they were going they nuts. They losing their shit. They're clawing each other's eyeballs out. They <laughs> were dead, just so yeah. excited. They're laughing, and they're having such a good time. And I remember thinking how annoyed I was at it, but... Then I realized, oh my gosh, it's been, you know, it's been a while since you 
I've had like one of those moments where I just am so excited in a movie theater that I'm cheering that I became kind of happy for him. Like, yeah, I was happy with. So I went I with mad. some of our friends who we don't really hang out with much anymore to um, the One Direction <laughs> movie when that came out. <laughs> it was awful. It was someone's birthday. But anyways, I wanted to die. So, so did did everybody know that Harry Styles was going to be in this? No, no. I, had not, I didn't spoil that for myself. I got spoiled, and I got spoiled, and I forgot, and I got spoiled for me again, and I got really angry that <laughs> Harry Styles was going to be in it. And I, I knew I, who he was going to be. I saw I the spoiler. I didn't believe it, and then when it showed up, I was like, oh, God. Yeah, because you and I were like, did you hear? Yeah, like, yeah and we were too. pissed. Yeah. I had I, only heard about the casting decision, but the second I saw them on this ship, um, that's I felt like, oh, yeah, this yeah. would be a great place to introduce him. Yeah. I want him dead at the beginning of gardens of the galaxy three i don't know i just i uh, my main complaint i was talking about is one of the pe- one of our friends that went to go see it was just like i don't like mixing my enter like entertainment or like what i this is not some necessarily highbrow movie making but like i don't want to see the like angelina jolie fit in perfectly i don't think harry styles is gonna fit into the mcu in a way that i'm not just like oh that's fucking harry styles just standing around it'll acting be limited up. The It'll new Justin Timberlake uh, kind of shit. Hmm. I think it. If I think it works I, for this character. Honestly, I'm. I don't He's, love him. I don't really have much an opinion. But um, I I uh, I think it went really well. Well, I yeah. do have a final question breaker. Mm-mm. We had Black Knight, Blade, Star Fox, and Pip. Who makes your bussy wetter? So Blade, just the voice. Uh, wait. What's the four again? <laughs> it was the last four we just talked about: Black Knight, Blade, Star Fox, and Pip. So if you don't say Pip, you're wrong. Pip is in my left hand. Blade is in my right hand. The Star Fox Who's is in, in your my pussy? mouth. And Black Knight is pulling up the rear. <laughs> That's like that dick joke from uh, yes, uh, Silicon Sunday. Valley. Yeah. You had four. Your, yeah, your four. Your hand pussies, your mouth pussy, and your butt pussy were all exploding. Uh, actually, I call them all bussies. Bussy. My hand bussy. bussy. Your hussy. Your, hussy, hussy. your mussy. Oh, and your bussy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's terrible. I think it's you Star Fox, and I'll explain now. it because I think he brings more, s- not storyline, but it, it opens it cosmically more than the other Yeah, ones that's fair. I he fi- wants to have black hole the f- open. Well, the fact that he- I didn't know he was going to be in it, I didn't think anything related to him would ever happen. I didn't think, as you said, Thanos was going to be eternal. I didn't think they were going to connect all these dots. The mm-hmm. other ones are just interesting characters that are going to do cool stuff, but the dots that suddenly were connected. It's the Jim really, Starlin yeah, craziness of really the, hit of the, me of the, of the cosmic shit. Absolutely. Oh, um. Yeah. I think Pip just brings in such a weird element, <laughs> honestly. I mean, could they fix that CGI, though, please? That was real rough. That was like... Yeah. As far as last-minute uh, end credit scenes go, that's probably bottom of the barrel next to Shang-Chi's, which was like, who these fucking people woke up and just decided to record their lines in front of a mirror. Even Howard the Duck looked like a duck. This thing was like, what the fuck? It looked is very this? early 2000s. It looked like a skin tag that came to life. It's disgusting. Uh, who lost their troll doll in a well? No, I mean, who framed Roger Rabbit had oh more realistic God. animation oh in 1988? Guess uh, that steamroller. You, you guys, out here. it was Patton Oswalt. Yeah. 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 He just walked out like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, with that, that ends our extra supersized extra issue of Eternals. No, the. You can obviously always listen to us every Friday. Uh, on Spotify, on everywhere that podcasts are found. Come on, guys. You should know where to fucking Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, you can also find us at Twitter on Homo Superior and then Homo Superior X 
uh, for Instagram. Oh, God. No, I really Homo Superior X on up. Twitter, Homo Superior Podcast on Instagram. It's actually the Homo Superior Podcast on Instagram. Just, and the, no, just, <laughs> just search it up. You're probably already liking us already if you're listening to this in the first place. Thank you so much. We love you so much. Don't get eaten by a celestial. Bye. Bye.